music fuck shit. Nigga. It's been seven hours and fourteen days since you took your love away. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Music Fuck Shit. I am Stephanie Darcy. I'm Tony Nesafudo. Do you have anything to say to me? Fuck. (gasps) Is it your birthday? You're not on the first. Your birthday's on the 8th. No. My birthday's on the 9th. Oh, I know what it is. Happy Black History Month. Thank you, Hefferny. It took you a minute. (laughs) Um, But yeah, what's up, everybody? It is the first day of... Is it on the 8th, your birthday? It's on the 9th. Right. I am an Aquarius. Yo, I'm just so excited to talk about this icon. I didn't even realize. We did not know. We were asleep. We were... Literally Dormant. Yeah. On his bitch. We were in an, a coma. So when we brought her up, Heffernie was like, oh my God, we, we should do her. I know that she's Irish and I know she killed herself. I know. <laughs> but you know, I bet you a lot of other people think that too. Okay. Also, I should say, <laughs> trigger warning, this episode contains talks of sexual abuse, abuse, and suicidal things. It'd be kind of weird if someone was like, oh, I'm cool with sexual abuse, but not regular abuse. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, you mean things like, okay. All I know about Sinead is her doing Prince's song, Nothing Compares to You. It's written by Prince for her. That's super cool. Interesting, yeah. So, let's get right into the background childhood girl. <laughs> so, she was born in Ireland in County something that starts with a G. Yeah, in 1966. Outside of Dublin. Yeah, 1966. The fact that she was sent to an asylum. Yeah, some behavioral. Yeah, for like antisocial behavior. But I read that a lot of girls, like asylum means something totally different back then. You know, it was right. it was a place where girls who were pregnant when, when they were teenagers, it was, so you weird. know, kids with probably ADHD or like depression or right. like behavioral issues, like autism, whatever it was. That's where she went and that's where she got her first guitar. Yes, and where she performed for the first time. And just to give a little bit more background, she was uh, one of five. And mm-hmm. her dad, I believe, left the mom at a pretty early age and got another wife. And so there was a period of time where Sinead was living with her mom for the majority. And uh, Sinead in a Dr. Phil interview talks about how her mom wasn't well and like abused her every day. Mm-hmm. kicking her in the stomach so what's cool about this episode is me and tonina actually both did research this time <laughs> yeah we're doing we're trying a collaborative thing but i saw on the dr phil a clip of the dr phil interview where she was like her mother ran a torture chamber okay tell me about that because that was not in the documentary i watched girl she was explaining it was a really really interesting she's such an interesting person But the way also that she's processing her trauma is very interesting as well. Of course. You know, she said that her mother ran a torture chamber. She sexually assaulted her. Seriously? Yes, girl. Okay, wait, is the torture chamber a metaphor? Yeah, I have the exact quote. Yeah, in the interview with Dr. Phil, she said that her mother forced her to live outdoors in a shed. Yes. For For months at a time. Yeah, and she is also quoted saying that her mother ran a torture chamber. Okay, so I think the shed is part of it. But I think separately from that, she had to live outside for two weeks like 
in the grass like not even in a shed and she would like cry for her mom to let her in through like the window and then her mom would turn the light off and she has songs written about that like no shit but i didn't know she was sexually abused Mm -hmm. yeah that's a a big part that's what she talks about a lot she said that she forgave her mother and that she would have taken care and loved her mother even though she was an abusive monster an absolute monster damn and so her her mom died it when she was 18 also i know in the car crash i don't care though um the nuns at her asylum so it was ran by a bunch of nuns Mm -hmm. and priests and it was a catholic institution she said she suffered at the hands of priests and nuns being abused sexually as well seriously girl yes that's so bad yes well then no fucking shit Yes, and so that's where they she... They didn't talk about that in the documentary. They left Grr, some of that out. I some shit and I watched some shit. Was made more recently, I think, within the last three years. Interesting. Yeah. And I know she's been very vocal during this time, like the last five years or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Very rough childhood. Sounds like she didn't have support from any parental figure. I don't know. Her relationship with her dad sounds super distant, but... Yeah. Actually, I I don't know what exactly his involvement was, but I did see a clip where he was in the audience during an interview show, and they talked about... Because she apparently had gone to, like, six different schools as well. Really? Yeah, I guess... She was... She had, like, obviously some Mm -hmm. behavioral issues and acted out, and she was, like, shoplifting. Mm -hmm. That's why she went went into the asylum. And she was there for a year and a half, girl. a long time. Okay, let's talk about her career for a second. So there was a drummer named Paul Byrne who was a volunteer at the institution she was at. And he recorded her singing a cover of Evergreen by Barbara Streisand. And she did a live performance there. Barbara. I know, isn't that random? And people were very blown away by her voice and her performance. In 1984, she submitted an ad to Hot Press Mag wanting to be in a band. And then she joined an Irish band and they toured around the country which got her a lot of notoriety she eventually got signed to ensign records and i did not realize this but she dropped her first album in 1987 and there's a song on that album that got nominated for best female rock vocal performance for the grammys yes that's crazy yeah i had no idea like i guess how big she was her first album first album and the single was called Mandinka. Mandinka was a really popular song. <laughs> Don't give me. Yeah. Why are you mad? Why are you mad? Um, what is Mandinka? That name sounds not white or racially Irish. Racially charged. Really? No, I'm thinking of Mandingo. <laughs> okay. Um, what is that? Like an Australian no, thing? That, no, it's a. Uh... Can you not? Tony's. Firmly in my wire around. I'm fingering her, her wires with my toes. So weird. I'm towing her. Okay. Know. Okay. But so then this is where stuff gets crazy. Um, she did another record in the 90s. And on that record, which is called I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got, has her international breakthrough hit, Nothing Compares to You, Whoa. written by Prince. How did that even come about? I don't know. listen guys there's so much on Sinead O'Connor like I can't even tell you like obviously the musical career stuff is really cool but there is so much to this woman's life that literally there's so much scandal we are scratching the surface we are scratching the surface and we was like girl 
is this gonna need to be a, a two-parter? A two-parter? We're gonna try like, to get through it. We're gonna try to get through it. But. Anyway, dude, so this song, when it came out, it was the fourth, I think, most played song in America at the time. Isn't that crazy? Dude, yeah. Fourth she, most. Yeah, she said in 2014 that she met Prince. I guess we can talk about Prince now, her relationship with yeah, Prince. Yeah, I mean, it's relevant. Yeah, so they had some beef, the majority of their relationship, I guess. And it wasn't a relationship, like a romantic relationship, just like, I guess, a partnership. No, I, I get it. Of some sort. But we know. I think we would know. She's quoted calling him in her memoir, her 2021 memoir, a devil worshiper. Because one of his ex-girlfriends said that he was able to move shit from across the room. Is that a is it a bad thing that he's a devil worshiper? Because isn't that kind of <laughs> I mean Marilyn anti anti Catholic Mar- and isn't that kind Marilyn of Marilyn Marilyn Speaking about her relationship with Prince in an interview with Norwegian station NRK in 2014, she said, "I did meet him a couple times. We didn't get along at all. In fact, we had a punch up. I guess a punch up means uh." <laughs> A scrap. What the if fuck you is a punch up? <laughs> I don't know. You the Irish one? Okay, let me look it up. A punch up means, I think that means like a physical, an altercation, I'm assuming. You look at it. Ask your dad. Uh, he summoned me <laughs> to his house after nothing compares to you. I made it without him. I never met him. He summoned me to his house and it's foolish to do this to an Irish woman. He said he didn't like me saying bad words in interviews. So I told him to fuck off. He got quite violent. I had to escape out of his house at five in the morning. He packed a bigger punch than mine. In a 2004 interview with Graham Norton, O'Connor claimed that the story was much... Oh, so they punched each other. Yeah. In a 2004 interview with Graham Norton, uh, Sinead claimed that the story was super exaggerated by the press and referred to him as a sweet guy. But in her 2021 memoir called Rememberings, she described her meeting with Prince in detail, which ranged from having his butler serve soup repeatedly, despite no desire for soup, to hitting her (laughs) with a hard object placed in a pillowcase after wanting a pillow fight, to stalking her with his car after she left the mansion. So, girl, it's sounding, it's sounding, it's sounding, it's sounding messy, girl. It's giving, giving. doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I don't know how much of it is true because, like. Why do I feel like celebrities do, like, doing weird stuff like pillow fights? They get so weird. They do. They're weird. They do. But, like, so, but back to the timeline. weird. But back to the timeline in 1990s. She had her iconic. SNL performance. Oh, my bad. Wait, we are not there yet. We are not oh, there yet. Hold on. We are not there yet. We have a lot more to talk about. Run it, babe. Run it, babe. back, run it back, run it back. Run it, okay, run it so, something I wanted to bring up. This woman was so scrutinized for her hair. And oh, that's right. what I realized in the documentary, like... Her non-hair. Every effing interview this woman did, there'd be like a male host and you'd be like, so why is your hair shaved? Or like, what is the, what is the meaning behind... Right, like they always had to bring it up. Like super patronizing and weird yeah. and obnoxious. And then and there was one interview where she was like, I can't believe like we're talking about my hair when there's like millions of people starving. Like she's so really? hardcore activist. Yes. That's okay. sick. So this is the stuff that I thought was really dope about her that that is why people kind of say she was really ahead of her time. And, it, and it's wild because this behavior today would be seen so differently than it was. Okay, also, I'm jumping around, but I also think it's important just to give a background. Um, 
in the documentary, she talks a lot about Ireland and the Catholic government and how women were treated, which I wasn't really aware of, just kind of like how misogynistic the whole country was. I mean, you guys have been super like anti-abortion. Yeah, until like the 80s and just like- Until like recently. Oh wait, you're fucking right. That only just happened. Um, And like there being no contraception and she was against that and had, and this goes to follow up the stuff about the Pope. She just felt like very lied to after having like, loved Catholicism growing up and then realizing Mm. all the stuff that came out about the child abuse that was going on. Mm. So yeah, she had a voice. She just had a lot, she had a lot to say a lot that she was upset about that fueled her artistry. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's two incidents I want to bring up. First, there was a performance she did in America where she refused to have the Pledge of Allegiance be saying. Come on, Sinead. And because of, like, a war going on at the time in... Which war? Fuck me, dude. I knew you would ask. <laughs> no, but, like, what, in American war? Or no, in, like, I think a, a war that America Ireland? was fighting. Oh. And... Oh, like Desert Storm? <sighs> Probably Desert Storm. Well, what if it's not Desert Storm? It's okay, it's okay. Whatever, you guys get it. Um, we're not historians. Listen, we're musicians. <laughs> we're not scholars. And um, we have titties. Every- <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever. But I, I was like, that is pretty uh, progressive, I think. And then secondly, oh, and she got a lot of scrutiny for that. People were like, well, if you don't like it so much, like go back to Ireland. And she was like, isn't this like the country of free speech? Aren't I allowed to? Come on, Sinead. And every time she talked about her reasoning for making these decisions she was really non-aggressive and just like listen i'm not trying to be pro or anti anything i'm trying to start a discussion around what's happening which i really appreciate because she was you know and has been perceived as so controversial and in the same way that marilyn manson has been but the difference is she's actually she genuinely is trying to start discussions and you know shed light on certain topics and then that is perceived as controversial after the fact she's not just being controversial for the sake of it though right. people are like well oh really then why does she have a shaved head you know it's just <laughs> like so stupid anyway second thing she did and this i was like okay damn there was a grammys that she was invited to perform at and she's like i am boycotting the grammys did you hear about this i didn't read about the boycott. you're not gonna really this she's like because at the time rap and hip-hop were not considered genres? A, they were considered genres but not a category right, a category at the grammys at the grammys so she boycotted it and said you know she wouldn't sing until like that was considered a category i know we're like what i'm like black queen (laughs) but she said this interview i was like i can't believe this is from like the late 80s she talked about how she thinks it's racist that a lot of what is being talked about in rap music is considered so offensive when there's white men that say just equally or stuff really? that is perceived as offensive wow you know the girls are not fucking with that no they're like are you s-? and no and then and yes and then there was also a performance where she had i forget the rap group but she had a painting of their logo on her scalp and i think i'm sorry i'm butchering this but this group i think was 
like a group that was like what like why aren't we considered like I think they were associated with like that like small movement or that like conversations with the Grammys so she was really about this and she also spoke out a lot about um, police brutality in London against black people. Wow. She also, during an interview, and this was like such a crazy response, again, just did not realize she was super progressive, but this interviewer was like, so like you, this is like a really political subject uh, in regards to how she, there it is. Sorry, Tony's looking it up. What does it say? The P.E logo whatever also during that performance when she had the logo on her scalp uh stevie wonder and freaking quincy jones were in that audience wow she was like what the fuck anyway there was an interview and the interviewer made a comment about her being political this was a talk show host my bad and she was like you can't talk about racism without talking about politics period her responses were very like eloquent and confident Mm mm-hmm Yeah, and she was very, like, stubborn and, like, true to herself. And that's a lot of what she talked about in the documentary of feeling responsible as an artist for being truthful to what she believes and talking about how I may be losing a lot of money or losing a lot of money for other people, but I can't... She's like, and there might be a contract there, but I can't go against the contract I made with myself. Period. It's like... She said that. I love... I love how unapologetic she is. She's quoted also saying, everyone wants a pop star see, but I'm a protest singer. I just had stuff to get off my chest. I had no desire for fame. Nothing. So yeah. it's like she's she's the true definition of an artist slash protest singer that she proclaims herself to be. And I believe that 100% because she's literally using her platform to spread this awareness and, and these messages. And that brings us to the SNL. Oh, my God. I Okay, like, this really surprised me, too, because, like, it was in 1992 that she sang an acapella version of Bob Marley's War, Mm -hmm. which has great lyrics. And I love that she did an acapella, too, so we could fully hear her emotion and listen to the lyrics. Yeah, she's a very powerful performer. She really is. I'm very present. She's beautiful. I love the the shape here. We're talking about her appearance as well. I would love to... Just a quick sidebar and... Something that I noticed into watching this documentary, I don't think I realized like how like very stunning and like conventionally mm-hmm. attractive she is. I don't even know if it's conventional. Maybe it's not, but I was like, this woman's like very beautiful. Like she mm-hmm. would be like to me, she has like a Natalie Portman esque. Yes, she does. Like look. Very, yeah. And I think it's really powerful that her hair is shaved because I feel like No, it is super powerful. Like it feels like we don't have to like hyper focus on her appearance, yes, or, like or her beauty from her. I feel like hair. that's deliberate. Like it is she deliberate. wants to be heard. Hair is so deliberate, you know, a hundred percent, especially with artists. So it's like, I think that's a beautiful choice. And, and it was consistent for years and years, and she still has it. It's very except she's hijabi now, but we'll get into that later. Yes, we will. Um, but okay, so let's talk about this performance. So basically, she performs that song, and she then at the peak of her career, peak. And at the end of this performance, what is that last line? Fight. The last line is, "And we know we shall win, as we are confident in the victory of good over evil." And when she says evil, she holds up the image of the Pope. Pope John Paul II. That's right. And says, fight the real enemy and rips it up and throws it in the audience. And you can hear like a 
two claps. <sighs> but then it's after that, it's dead silent. And I was like, this is fucking iconic. But the SNL girls were not having it. Like, they usually have the applaud sign go right. off afterwards. And they did <gasps> not turn it on. They were like, pull her, get her out, get her out of there. Like, they yes. were freaking out in the control room. I remember her saying in the, she was very happy when she came off stage. Like, I did it. And her manager was like, nowhere to be found for three days. And was like, I cannot pull you out of this. It's okay. So it's, this is where I'm. This is where it's like, shocking. This is that this controversial, is, bro. And okay, so people, the girls were up in arms. It's 1990 fucking two, in the United States in New York City. I'm like, didn't Ozzy Osbourne then, eat a bat? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm like, dude. Like, I was shook. If like, I know it was filmed in New York, broadcasted, you know, in the United States. But I'm like, bro, they were that butthurt. To and be fair, though, if I know. Okay. Yeah. I understand. I do kind of get it. It's, I, it, I think it's just that platform was not right for that. Like I love, they, I love the platform. No. And I love that she did it, but from the SNL standpoint, like right. they're like, we can't like bro, <laughs> but because of, you know, how other people receive things and had like, what if someone ripped up like a photo of Obama who like thought he was a reptilian, <laughs> you know what I mean? They'd be like, uh, but I mean like, to each his own. Yeah, but like I think her message was super clear. I agree. You know, it's like there had been talks of abuse in the Catholic Church for decades at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like if not longer. So I mean, I feel like it is it is controversial though because it's not like you're gonna tear up a picture of who's another Was that Pope accused of that? I don't know. I don't know if that Pope But she was, was like Catholicism like, is the enemy. That right. was what that was meant and, to yeah. reflect. Mm-hmm. And like the power of the Catholic Church. But fucking Madonna came. It became a, a, like a meme. Yeah, dude. And Madonna was like so vocal about her disdain for that act on SNL. I was like, okay. bitch, where are you? Like a virgin bitch. You be talking about the Catholic Church too, bitch. Or you be like. What do you, what? Can we find out what her vibe was on that? Yes, I have the quotes. Okay. I do want to say I can understand. Do I think this? No, but I do understand not empathize, but I understand with why people would think she's annoying because unfortunately that type of feminist gets so much scrutiny. You know what I mean? Like it totally makes sense that people would be like, ugh, she just like always has to stir the pot, you know? I mean, but like, okay. No, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so like, like, it's like, I'm okay, not then saying... don't, don't fuck with her. But I, yeah. I, yeah, I understand, like, how it makes people uncomfortable. And, I'm trying but to it, think of somebody them... today who might have a similar... She makes them think, you know? It's like, there's people... I'm trying and to think I, of somebody yeah, today, it. too. She's, I'm trying to think of somebody today, but that's... But, like, I feel like nobody is that outright outside of Kunye. But, but what but if for they the are reasons. and were, were, like, the people that thought she was... You know what I mean? I know. I'm trying to look at it from that perspective because... I'm like, maybe we're wrong about Kanye. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but Madonna's quoted saying that Sinead went too far. She said, I think there's a better way to present her ideas rather than ripping up an image that means a lot to other people. Shut Which up, I, Madonna. I Yeah, no, shut the fuck up. Also, this I, is get, like, I, I understand. Like, it means a lot, but like, we know what she's fucking talking about, But bro. we also do as like artists... And I think this is like, you know, this whole thing is such a bigger conversation where it's like entertainment and art are not synonymous, you know, like Mm -hmm. they overlap like a Venn diagram or whatever. Right. But people think it's all interrelated and it's so not. 
dude yeah and what what and we don't have a lot of that crossover in like mainstream entertainment because of you know just like the public eye being you know everyone wants a million followers and not to be canceled yeah yeah dude and so like she also was invited to perform with bob dylan at madison square garden which is awesome and she didn't she yeah and she did but dude she got booed like crazy yeah and I was, I was just so shocked. I'm just like, especially with you know, Bob Dylan's audience, that's what was surprising to me. I don't want to quote who, who said this, but I remember, I don't know why this reminds me of this, but okay. So when the Warriors won the um, NBA championship, mm-hmm. they didn't go to dinner with Donald Trump. Yeah, of course. Like no shit. And I know somebody who's older who thought that was just like very disrespectful how do people think that's disrespectful like yeah like, it's like people. the whole like respect your el- i don't know what it is there's this like respect your elders trope maybe that's not what it is but yeah like i again i don't get it but i know it's very common they come from the de- generation so, like i'm personally like, surprised but i get how they're like you can't do that that's the pope well, of course they're so, like boomers especially like our parents yes. come from the generation where they couldn't, couldn't stir shit up for like survival. And they were so, told, like, yeah, you're right. And, it, and so it just like makes them mad uncomfortable when they see people doing that. And, you know, you it know, provokes such a, such a response yes. that's just like not warranted. I feel like, you know, I get it though. The NFL teams have, have, didn't go to the fucking white house in yes. like 2016. I think it's interesting how like people are so uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, you know? Like, and the, I, this was the early '90s, and it's like I don't know. Well, it challenges their whole everything. It challenges everything. Their whole reality. You know, it's hard. I mean, it is. It is. Yeah, it's hard for people pretty. to see outside of themselves. It's not pretty. It's not. And people easy. really don't want that from entertainment. Like we no, think so, exactly. but they really don't want to be interrupted. That's why we got the bitches like Taylor Swift. That's why we got yeah. people like the entertainers you know we and we all like consume this too because like we want to use a form of entertainment to forget that's literally why i watch 90 yes, Beyonce. and i kind of understand it in a way like i know like i don't want to feel like but again we're also course. in a generation where it's like we have social media and we are like this stuff is being like spat at us like 24 7 mm-hmm. this type of performance and protest would have been so different today with the media we have and how quickly and you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's interesting, like, how this type of movement or whatever has, like, a chance to actually sit and be, like, critiqued and digested, where I feel like now everything's, like, everywhere, all right. flying around all the time. It's like that generation kind of had, like, the Bob Dylan who kind of said things. He had his own protest songs, you know? Yeah. But he said it in a way that was kind of, like, tangible and easy for listeners to digest, whereas she's just, like, outright, you know? And he's saying it, like, in a poetic way or whatever. She's outright doing these things and, like, speaking out and shit, which which people had never seen before, you know right. what I mean? And so they think it's, like, propaganda or whatever, which it is kind of, like, agitprop, but at the same time, it's, like, shit that I believe in. So, like, I'm down for it. But, like, it, it yeah, it just challenged everybody's... Dude, I'm going to show you that clip where she's literally talking about racism. I was like, how is this? And even the language she uses, I'm like, I didn't even hear that language till. I mean, obviously I'm younger, but like some of it until like early college. Like I was like, how? Part of me was like, how does she, how is she even this woke? Dude, I, coming from like, I was was like, how do you know? I was saying, bro, it sounds like she, she does and stay doing a lot of internal 
work Shit, and research. And, work and, and just like reading. So I want to say she talks about this. And she, you know, she just talked about like, again, having so much to say, being like so wounded. And in the documentary, she talks about regretting having felt so much pain and not healing from her childhood mm. that like all of the backlash she got really did impact her and she wished like it of course, hadn't of course but it's interesting i mean not to make a correlation between her childhood and and the way she went about her career but it i don't know it seems like she was such a victim of abuse and violence that she was able to how must have that awareness and see it in other places outside of herself exactly. and advocate for it, which was Period. really cool. Yeah, dude, I totally get that. And, and not in a way like, where she was even like, I don't know. It's like she it doesn't feel like it's about her. No, it doesn't. It, it's she's just like so a authentic. vessel for, for real. And that's why she's fucking like Muslim now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, she she reverted to Islam in the Muslim community. They say reverted instead of converted because it right. is the belief that everybody is born muslim and they're just trying to find it mm-hmm. um also i do want to say her ex-boyfriend who i believe she had her child with her first child with is so hot really yeah i'm Wait, gonna show he... you a photo okay so He's irish so she had five kids right no i think she was one of five okay so Sinead has four kids or she did have four kids. Also, I, sorry, can I say make one sidebar? I remember growing up when my dad would play me a lot of her music. Really? Yeah, like I was introduced to her through my dad. By the way, I'm Irish. I don't know if you guys knew that. Not the point. Anyway, uh, but he, I believe the way she's been portrayed as having like a lot of mental health issues. She has been portrayed and as And I'm like, crazy, how much of that is... Bitch exactly like right. they're like well she knows she was crazy she was losing it that's why her head was shaved that's why she right, was speaking right. out like some Britney Spears and i don't know shit. how much of that is related to mental health i don't know how much of it is projected onto her exactly or but that's how i perceived her slightly i was like oh yeah she's same, like cuckoo and then same. i rewatched and then i watched this documentary i was like oh wait no she's like just an outspoken woman sh- no literally who's like yeah who's like resilient as fuck dude and using her art for you change. gotta watch her interviews she I've, I've seen this song, but I haven't seen the older very ones. Very composed. Yeah, no, she seems, like, legit. She, and really articulate, and, yeah. So she has been diagnosed with bipolar early on. God! <laughs> <laughs> um, I was kidding. And in a broadcast with Oprah, she disclosed that she had attempted suicide on her 33rd birthday in 1999. Later in another interview... Like seven years later in 2014, uh, another interview with Oprah, she said that she had received three second opinions and was told by all three doctors that she was not, in fact, bipolar. But she had been diagnosed with complex post-traumatic stress disorder and borderline personality disorder. That makes sense. Um, Yeah, it totally makes sense, especially with her fucking childhood with... That'd be really weird if she didn't have mental health issues. That'd be crazy. And I can't believe, like, she's so composed as she is and, like, literally an advocate for all these different causes and still, like... Dealing with all of that. Yes. Yes. So, she also said she smoked cannabis for 30 years. Okay. And she went to rehab in 2016 to end her addiction. To cannabis? Yeah, I don't know. But, like, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, To each his own. I mean, it is... People, yeah, you know, people want to get off of it. So, but yeah, dude. So let's let's talk about her, her her recent um, situation with her with her son. Well, 
I looked up Sinead O'Connor and doing research, and and that's what came up. You, was this the like first thing that when came the up past? Was this recently or in the past three years? 2017. Oh wait, I think it was in the past three years. Yeah, literally last year, from like January, early January. Damn. Yeah. So, I guess her 17 year old son. What is his name? Shane. Shane was in a suicide watch at a ward yeah in in dublin in a hospital in dublin and he escaped which is so sus and committed suicide he was missing for two days and then um police found him at some point this absolutely sent Sinead. she criticized the hospital's handling uh no shit of the situation because i mean like and then she later recanted that but like i would how did you let one of the like your in, patients on suicide watch yeah it's so awful escape the hospital really really sad really tragic it feels like it could have been prevented as they all could if maybe people were doing their job but who knows but doesn't um, make sense a week after her son's suicide she herself was hospitalized well yeah and she was hospitalized on her own volition. Like, she she went. She was tweeting during this time, too, after a series of tweets. And it really scared a lot of people, saying, like, she doesn't deserve to be living. I'm a piece of shit. Like, she said that? Yes, girl. Oh, wow. Okay, got it. And tweets That's before. That's really sad. And she indicated that she was going to take her own life Oof, on Twitter. Damn. So it was really, really scary. And I'm so happy that she went because she is still with us today. So, yeah, that that's just, like, mm. so, so fucking horrible. I can't imagine, like, giving birth. That feels like if we're going to, like, rank all the pains in life and who could die closest to you, it's, like, you're a parent and then a child. You know what I mean? I feel like that yeah. would be the hardest. And maybe your man. But, like, you know, I feel like that would be the worst pain, especially for somebody who had gone through so much. And yeah. Yeah, she talks about it a lot now. Really? Um. That's really sad. She's done interviews about it. It's really fucking sad. But hopefully her conversion to Islam is helping. Are you for real? (laughs) That's how you're going to tie that in? I mean... I mean... It is a very healing religion. If I do say so much. If I do say so. Yeah. Roizen is her daughter's name. It's Roisin, but word. Is that really how you say it? Yeah, dude. I used to think it was Roizen, too. You Irish and funny names. <laughs> Roisin. I think it's Ray, Roisin. Roy, Ro, Roisin. Yeah, Roisin. Oh, here's here's some shit on her sexuality that I wanted to talk about, too. We were all thinking it. We were all... <laughs> you know, yeah, so I can't say all these words, but there was an interview in 2000 where she's quoted saying, I'm a D-word, D-Y-K-E. <gasps> dot, dot, dot. Although I haven't been very open about that and throughout most of my life i've gone out with blokes because i haven't necessarily been terribly comfortable with me being a big lesbian mule mule i don't yeah i don't know what she means by that but she's interesting and and then she said but i am a d word okay however soon after that interview she had another interview in the independent uh, and she said, I believe it was overcompensating of me to declare myself as a lesbian. It was not a publicity stunt. I was trying to make someone else feel better and have subsequently oh. caused pain for myself. I'm not in a box of any description. And then she also stated that while most of her sexual relationships had been with men, she has had three relationships with women. Okay. 
So, but um, it's interesting that she's saying that she said that initially to make someone feel. Oh, that's so sad. Kind of Probably odd. she had like a friend or something and she's like, yeah, I'll be out here and like loud and vocal about this. Yeah. Yeah. She converted to uh, Islam in 2018. I was about to say something so fucked up. Not even fucked say up. It. I was going to be like, that's okay. You already have a shaped head. Like, I was gonna... You don't need to do that as well. <laughs> I know. But um... she's already doing enough for the cause. <laughs> she converted to Islam in 2018 and changed her name to Shahada. Wait, no, listen. Shahada Sadakat, though she still um, performs with her birth name. And she's fully hijabi, bro. Like, bro, she I know. Wears... Also, she said that she changed her name because she didn't want to be like a slave of the patriarchal Irish. But you're going to be Shahada? Yo, people Shahada. are so bad at choosing their names. <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing our parents choose them. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Shahada? What mm-hmm. is it? Shahada Sadakat. What's Sadaka? Sadakat. I don't know. It's just a name. That sounds like it's Indian. I mean, it's Arab. It's probably Shadakat? Arabic. The name. She said in her about her conversion to Islam, calling it the natural conclusion of any intelligent theologian's journey, um, which sounds pretentious as fuck. But yeah. Dude, watch in 40 years. We're all going to be um, Muslim. And we're going to look back at this and be like, we were so ignorant. She, Dude. We yeah. should have all been I know. Muslim. We should have. That's yeah, probably what's going to happen. That's why That's why in Islam, you, everybody is. Reverts. Yeah. Re- you revert to, to I get Islam. so scared. Not scared, but it it is wild to think about how age just can make you sometimes a little less open-minded. Age can? Yeah. Or just Dude, like, I I'm know. like, what is happening now that I'm not on board with that is going to make me look crazy? Yeah. In August 2017, she posted a 12-minute video on her Facebook page in which she stated that she has felt alone since losing custody of her 13-year-old son, Shane. (gasps) Why did she lose custody? Well, I don't know. She also, in the documentary, said some, like, personal affirmations at the end. Like, I deserve something like I'm worthy and I deserve kind of, like, to be happy or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, honestly, I think I might be saying some tea. I feel like there's a type of person who is very drawn to activism, not um, exclusively just in order to, like, advocate for people and issues and shit. Almost like there's a sense of, like, my purpose, like, finding purpose in this because, like, there's self-worth. Totally. Have you noticed that? Because I've like that seen that. I feel like that sometimes. It's interesting. And I don't know. I feel like that's really specific with her. Yeah. Like, cause she, and she says that she's like, I had really low self-esteem. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with what she's doing, but I don't know if that can always, that's always healthy to have that be a. Of course not. Like, uh, that's not sustainable. No, exactly. And that's why it's like, I feel. If that is true. Yeah. And almost, I feel like you're propelled to make statements when you're feeling like I need Mm, to do more. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. enough. Right. That it's a really. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm not critiquing it. I'm just observing that I've noticed that sometimes people do that. Here's a quote. She actually talks about her shaved head. She said that it was initially an assertion against traditional views of women. And in her later years, O'Connor said that she has begun to grow her hair back, 
But after being asked if she was Enya, <laughs> O'Connor shaved it off again. Fuck. So she said, I don't feel like me unless I have my hair shaved. So even when I'm an old lady, I'm going to shave it. Word. Are you going to shave yours? I don't know. I have thought about shaving my head. So you can have like different wigs. <laughs> no. Really? No. I would. I mean, no. I, I, I have thought about that. I think a lot of black women think about shaving their head like it's called the big chop it's like a yeah uh, the title for it so um whether you cut all of it off or like shave it but traditionally it's like making your hair very very short and i talked to kai about this too like oh she yeah said, hers is short she said that she's never felt more feminine a lot of accounts i get from women really who, who, yeah they they say they finally step into their full womanhood and feel the most feminine when they're when why they're... do you think that is is this just black women or all women that cut it I've, I've heard this from, from black women, but I'm sure, like, there's some non-black women that feel the same way. Why do you think that is? I feel like it's, it's like, you feel more naked. Hmm. And you can't rely on your hair to... Make you feminine? Make you feminine or define you in a way. I don't know, really. But... It's interesting. It is really interesting. This is something else that I found. What? In 2013 that... Uh, she published an open letter on her website to Miley Cyrus and she warned Miley of treatment of women in the music industry and alleged that sexuality is a factor in this, which was in response to Cyrus's music video. Which one? Wrecking Ball. Oh, bet. And here's what the letter said. She said, the message you keep sending is that it's somehow cool to be prostituted. It's so not cool, Miley. Dot, dot, dot. It's dangerous. Women are to be valued for so much more than their sexuality. We aren't merely objects of desire. I would be encouraging you to send healthier messages to your peers, dot, 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 that they and you are both worth more than what is currently going on in your career. Dot. Okay, that's I'm like, stupid. So I'm like, so I'm like, Sinead, I thought you was like pioneering and with it and shit. But then she does some shit that I'm like, yeah. bro, what are you talking about? Like, why did that, why did that trigger you so much? Why did Miley in her music video, her just in a tank top and some undies, why did, in her on a fucking chain. Prostituting? Right. So that seems like some, no, yeah. you know, some weird shit. But it's like weird that she would post that on her. I don't like the self-righteousness of that. That seems, yeah, that seems like very well, altruistic. I don't like when people are so like coming after people directly and be like this is what I you know. need this like what she's encouraging her to do what right revert no she's she's encouraging her to just i don't know be fully dressed and not express herself but i'm like this is using her body like an ex disney channel like oh, yeah you can't it's a whole different thing all these people to be you you know it's so dumb in 2021 she announced her immediate retirement from the music industry she was going to have her final album studio albums called no veteran dies alone which is weird and it was due to be released in 2022 but she stated that she would not be touring or promoting it she said i've gotten older and i'm tired so it's time for me to hang up my nipple tassels having truly given it my all she seems like she has like a lot of like impulsive yes. statements and then she goes back and recants it i don't know if it's even recant she does know. retract a lot of statements. Really? Yeah, like even this one, like even her statement saying that she was not going to tour anymore or going to retire or release this album, she recanted it saying it was a knee jerk reaction. 
right to an insensitive interview and that she would be doing her <gasps> oh. already scheduled 2022 tour hold on this is so cringe okay so irish singer has had three names in the in the 12 months first changing to magna david last year mm-hmm. so she could be free of parental slave names free of the parental curses she then adopted the name shish shahada Mm -hmm. after converting to islam last month o'connor who was once ordained as a catholic priest also wrote to pope francis last month to ask for an excommunication certificate from the church bizarrely claiming it will help her woo rappers such as kanye west for collaborations what then Earlier this week, she sparked outrage on Twitter by announcing she no longer wants to spend any time with disgusting white people. The nothing compares to you, singer. First, apologize for saying something so racist. I never thought my soul could ever feel it. But she went on. But I truly, I never want to spend time with white people again, if that's what non-Muslims are. Not for one moment, for any reason. They are disgusting. Awkward. Wait, 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 (laughs) when did she say that? Six years ago. Jesus. Okay, well, still no one's an, perfect. Right, still an icon. Still an icon, she very sus. Said, she hadn't said any anti-black shit so far. And she didn't so say anything anti-Jewish, so we're still here. Right. No anti-Semitic or anti-black comments thus far. Um, she really doesn't want to be white. I know. That's so annoying when people are like that. I know, dude. It's like, dude. It's okay. It's like, just, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, 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 you don't have to do too much. It wasn't your choice. I, you know, you don't have to do a lot. Like, that's not going to change anything. Being like, I wish I wasn't white. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Shut uh, up. I want to leave y'all with, with a quote that she said, too. In 1993, she wrote a public letter in the Irish Times, which asked people to stop hurting her. If only I can fight off the voices of my parents and gather a sense of self-esteem. There it is. Then I'll really be able to sing. No, I'd like sad. to leave you all with a quote that says... Does anyone know a psychiatrist in Dublin or Wicklow who could urgently see me today, please? I'm really unwell and in danger. Sorry, that's not funny. I'm sorry, but it's like, to Twitter, bro? I know. I'm also like, like, you're 56 and you don't know a psychiatrist? (laughs) It's also giving like very mentally It's pretty, yeah, I think think the mental, we're like, it was all projected. Okay, I think the mental (laughs) No, it was some. I mean, some some, shit. Like two things can be true at the same damn time. It's like, she could be mentally ill, but also have like these societal projections. That's true. Also, so it's like, it's funny how that's not the bigger discussion. Uh, No, it is. I think that is a, I think that is like, uh, I don't know. Her and Kanye are kind of similar, not gonna lie, but in very different ways. With the statements. The statements. With the knee And the going to Twitter and the. Yes, the outlets. But maybe that is kind of a mental I mean, thing. it might be, yeah, it is a characteristic of whatever, like, mental shit it seems like. Yeah, because regardless of uh, the the content of what they're talking about, it feels like a very similar behavior. This behavior is similar. Interesting. Everyone's going to think we're like, you guys roast Kanye, but you're not going to roast... No one cares about Sinead O'Connor. No one... It's not even on the same no, plane. It's, so it's really not. It's Of course it's not. I'm sorry, the Catholic Church versus... An entire group of people who were genocided. It's oh, okay. I know. No, people. I know. Anything else you wanna you wanna add? I guess Irish lives matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, y'all. We'll see you next right, week. Guys, see Let you us next know week. who you want us to cover. Seriously, we actually please submit because because we don't know everything. You know. Happy Black History Month, niggas. Yeah.
nigga.